Cheerio. As human beings, don't we enjoy enjoyment? This is Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists, a podcast of whimsy from Liberty Church Collingswood and libertycollingswood.org. We'll hear from friends as we explore everything from potent potables to morsel delectables, awkward laughables to moment teachables. You'll get lots of different categories, but remember that for each one, there can be only five. Plus a mulligan or two. Five, four, three, two, one. Lift off. Hello, everybody. Every episode is special, but this one is extra special. I am Zooming with somebody that I love deeply right now, John Travis, original Liberty Collingswood launch team member. John, how are you? I'm doing well, Jim. Really excited to be on this call, man. Looking forward to it all week. <laughs> yeah, and you might be wondering, why is John doing a Five Golden Things specifically? Well, as you are hearing on our communication platform starting this starting this week at the latest, we've been seeding it and talking about it in a lot of venues for weeks and weeks before this. 10th anniversary of the launch of our dear church is coming up at the end of April when we're going to celebrate it. And it seemed like the perfect time to invite an OG to talk about top five early Liberty Collingswood memories. So John, <laughs> we, uh, uh, one of my nicknames for Pat McAdams, our digital ministry director, is when when he gets nervous about what might be said by me, I call him Pat Legal because Pat Legal can get nervous sometimes. Pat, <laughs> as Pat, as you're listening to this, Pat Legal could be very nervous. So, John, I, oh, what, oh what? yes, <laughs> I got all the deep. I look, man, I got all the deep cuts, Jim. I've got the like, you know, it's like the the early session recordings before they before the band really like made it big. And like, right? yeah, I got all the deep cuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I know and. We I just pressed record because I was going to ask you the question that I said, hey, let's say this to the recording. Yeah. Does early memories mean highlights or lowlights? And it, the, the early days are such a fine line there, right? They are. They are a fine line. It's funny because I uh, when I was like trying to think of my like top five like things, mm -hmm. I it's a mix. Let's say it's a mix. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, as as a preamble, and then we'll count down from your number five. I first met John over Skype in 2012, where John was in the living room of Todd and Aaron Putman, where Glenn McDowell, a pastor and elder at Liberty Fairmount, was gathering what would become the launch team of Liberty Church Collingswood. And as I as I recollect it, John, the first words that you ever spoke to me were "I am the one." <laughs> do you do you do you I, have to yes. recall what what the context? Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. That that uh, that comment requires context because otherwise your listeners might think that I <laughs> think I'm special or something like that. It just was. I am the one person who is in the Liberty Network who lives in Collingswood, New Jersey. So exactly. I was the, the, the only person who actually lived in the town of Collingswood at the time and had been living there for a couple of years. <laughs> exactly. And I, 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 that felt like the deep end of the swimming pool for, I think, for both of us. So when 
I came on the call, it felt a little bit like, and it, there there were maybe six or seven people in in the room. I kind of had the feeling of Glenn just told all of you, "Hey, I'm really excited to introduce you to your new dad." Basically, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like it's like, wait a minute, I don't have a say in this. <laughs> yeah, it's not my dad. <laughs> it was, it was, it, yeah, it was pretty much a, an arranged uh, parental <laughs> or family yeah. marriage of of I, of one kind or another. I always wondered, like, how how nerve wracking must that have been for you, like. You know, like you you knew the network was behind you and like right. you were excited about it. But like now you've got these people who've been praying for this church to like get started. And it's like, wait a minute, I gotta win them. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 the funny thing about that, John, is that didn't fully dawn on me until I entered that Skype call. <laughs> and like, oh, I I can't just I can't just waltz into this. I have to there you go. I I have to gather the launch team that has already been gathered. Yes. Well, it, it's a good thing you're mentioning that because the the uh, first meeting with Jim on Skype call was actually on my honorable mentions list. So oh, very good. The top five. So there very, you go. Very good. And then the the only other thing I'd say about that is I've been told by Steve Huber, the director then and now of the Liberty Network. John, now we call it the Liberty Communion of Churches. It's a it's a completely completely different Communion. thing. Yeah, it'll it. it'll it'll blow your mind when I tell you more about it. But. Steve was telling me for months, Jim, it's going to be great. We have a ton of people, not only in South Jersey in general, but there's a there's a ton that actually live in Collingswood. So they're really connected there. And there there's this whole whole big group. And so the I am the one, I kind of said, all right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> well, hey, do yeah. you, let's let let's count down from here. Do you want to start with honorable mentions or do you th or do you have other honorable mentions or uh, what's uh I have I have one honorable mention. I'll save it for close to the end. Okay. So, we'll start with number 5 and work down. Sounds great. Okay. I'm I'm mostly excited and slightly nervous. Perfect. It's the way you should feel. <laughs> um so I I have to admit, Jim, I haven't I haven't listened to that many five golden things. That's so okay. apologies if I step outside of your construct. But um, <laughs> so my number five. It's a very strict is, con construct, as you can imagine, Chad. So fair enough. Yeah. I it, this is one where I I was struggling to to name like a specific moment, but it's more mm -hmm. about a series of moments and experiences um, that encapsulate it. It's like the first or the many Sunday mornings at mm -hmm. your house loading up the sound equipment onto a truck on the right. Phil Mamel's truck yep in order to move it from your basement to the community center where we were going to have worship because we did not yet have they didn't let us have space there right like we weren't like uh like a big enough deal for them to say oh yeah you can use this closet yeah so yeah i remember and i there were probably a few too many <laughs> Like Sundays that probably lasted longer than either one of us would have wanted. But that was right. my number five Sunday mornings early at the angers, loading up all of the equipment just so we could have church in the morning. Well, John, John, the good news about that for you is that on the Sundays that you were helping with load in and load out, I made very intentional choices that you were not doing anything else on that on those Sunday mornings, so that, that you would true. just just be freed to load in and load out. Is is my memory correct on that? I think it's mostly correct, perhaps with like the exception of like some very early times when yeah. we didn't quite have enough 
people to <laughs> to spread the load quite that much. But yeah, I, outside I, of that, your your memory is incorrect. There were a lot of Sundays when you were music team giving some announcements, passing out worship folders ahead of time, inviting people <laughs> to your home meeting afterwards, while also loading in and and and, and loading out. It so. We, I think our worship start time was 10 or 10.30, I forget. But mm -hmm. we had to start at like 7.30 to get all of the, early all of the equipment. And, and mm -hmm. then first one's in, last one's out. Us and Jalen Hurts. That's the... Hey, it's what we do. It's what we do. <laughs> right. And so the, the, those are mostly fond memories. But there were a couple of times when... And I think this was definitely when you were on the load in and load out when all of the volunteers that arrived early including for load in made up the great majority of the people that actually showed up that sunday <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah i i got one on I just, you, you know okay. you know there's one on this list that we're going to get to later okay that like it, like we can't not put it on the list yes yep it has to be there sorry okay I, I, yeah I, I shouldn't be doing spoilers for my own list but uh, it's it, yes. it, it's too delicious. Also, before we recorded, we were drawing a connection between the early Liberty Collingswood days and the deep process years of the Sixers, where yeah, where where the, would... the way up was down. Yes. Well, look, I uh, we are uh, uh, my my wife and I listen to the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. Yep, um, regularly, and uh, they've been they've been at it for a decade now. So I'm like, yep, that's about right. It's about right. So, so, so one of the slogans of Mike Levin on the right Turkey Sanchez and and John, you're so much more than this, but you're not less than this. They they riff on the expression: the best ability is availability, and you 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 crushed it both in terms yeah. of ability and availability in in those early days. You were the Swiss Army there you knife. Go. Okay, there so that's go. that's there, number five. Good. It just number gets five. better from here. There you go. Okay. And actually, Jim, in light of a little bit of what we talked about, I actually just moved my list around just so you okay. know. So my number one is now a little different than what it was before, but I like it. We'll get there. Okay. Um, all right. Number four, December 14th, 2013. Okay. Do you know what the, the significant about that date? So we launched in March of that year, not 2012. Not 2012. Okay. 2013. So that is Story Slam. Oh. Deep cut. Okay. Story Slam on the first floor of the community center. That's okay. I, I'm i locked in. I remember it now. You remember it now? Mostly. I, the, I, the, the, so the reason why Story Slam comes to mind, uh -huh. it's funny. I actually did a little bit of like, like trying to rem remember what, what the heck was going on 10 years ago in my life. Like right. I, I did a little bit of a deep dive back oh, like into some of my old emails. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> I found one email that was uh, from, from Jim Anger. Hey guys, make sure you really talk up the story slam in, uh, in our home meetings this week as we're like, we're going into it. You know, we want full court right. press yep. on this, yep. this, the story slam experience. Yeah. And Jim, can I can I can I <laughs> offer that 10 years out? I wish I could remember anything specific from that night. <laughs> I can't. I really can't. I was like, I was trying to rack my brain about like, did I do a story? Did other people do stories? Yeah. Was there something epic? 
but it's it's more the feeling that I had. And I think the feeling that I had was for a church that had been in existence, we were about a year from our preview, our first preview service at that point, almost exactly Mm -hmm. a year. And like a year into us, like previewing and then launching uh, on Easter. So like not even a full year of regular worship. Right. There was a sense of like people wanting to be together in community with each other in this particular community. Like, yeah. That was specific to us. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know how many people were there for Story Slam <laughs> that night, but it, I just remember being a really fun evening. I remember mm-hmm. a lot of people enjoying it. I know I enjoyed it a lot. Right. And even though I can't remember anything specific, the like, the experience of it, the feeling that I had there is mm-hmm. one that I've like held on to for a while because it was yeah. sort of like first fruits of community. You know, th- thank you for mentioning that, John. I, I, I do remember that night that included our friend Phil, uh, so no, no, no last name, sometimes no first names either, but our, our friend Phil telling a story that even for the, by the standards of early days of Liberty Collingswood was not appropriate at, at, at all. <laughs> that, that, that just kept going. Our friend Ken had one of, he played guitar while one of his daughters play sang, let it be. And she was, yes. so that, that, that happened. I told a story about a uh, Christmas Eve that I spent at city hall in the, with uh, getting a restraining order or helping it helping somebody who'd been in some, some domestic abuse and the, which, which was the, that, that was in the serious story. That, that wasn't like a funny yeah. story, but I, and, I think I told, I think I told my Phillies world series story. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yes. The, the, Billy's 2008 World Series story, which I will like spare the details because the story is a little too long for the time constraints we have now. Yeah. But um, functionally ends with uh, Brad Lidge um, striking out. Was it? Oh gosh, Henneke? Somebody. Carlos Henneke, Ruiz. Yeah. They're 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 in their embrace at right. the mound, and I am screaming my head off um, in my apartment in Princeton, New Jersey, at the time. Yep. And approximately 45 minute late, 45 minutes later, the doorbell rings and I'm greeted to <laughs> two Princeton borough police officers That's who had right. received the call of a woman screaming in the upstairs apartment, <laughs> um, who I had to awkwardly explain to them, no, it was me. My baseball team just won the World <laughs> Series for the first time in my lifetime. And like complete deadpan, Jim, the officer said to me, I'm a Mets fan. <laughs> and and then proceeded to say, we need to check out your apartment. Anyway, oh. it was, uh, yeah, so I'm pretty sure I told that story that night. Now that we were like talking about it. Yeah, so, yeah. That, that's an all-time great story. And Turtle Doves, you should know that John doesn't tell that story just any time. He only tells that story mm-hmm. when he's when he's feeling good. That's a oh yeah, that that that's a special one. That one doesn't that one doesn't that one doesn't come out every day. Special occasions, <laughs> yes. And I, top I, shelf, I, top shelf stories. <laughs> that's all. Go. That's all. That's all that you get. <laughs> the I I think it's true, and and we'll we'll see what what you have later on on your list. But I think in those early days, John, we. We had both where the, the, there were some moments when we thought, hey, is this really going to make it or not? And how, how, much, the, how much longer can, can we keep doing this so, sorts of moments? But, but then, and it wasn't a clean before and after, 
there, there were also some moments, and this is where God was really gracious to us, where we got tastes, foretastes of, hey, like, it seems like something really is happening here. And yeah. and there and there is worship community and mercy forming. This this is beginning to feel a little less like a random collection of people, but men and women under Jesus who have a vision for the mission that 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 could be ahead of us. And I don't think we could have kept going in those early days without some of those glimpses. Yeah. No, I think I think it was necessary. I um all right. So what I will do, this is man, it's like perfect segue, Jim. It's like <laughs> I swear. We did not cue this up together. You do, you don't know what's on my list. I have, um, I have no idea. But um, this is so I moved this around a little bit, and I decided to put this at number three. Okay. Let's just say it was a little higher. But um, after you gave me the whole like uh, legal thing, I was like, well, let me uh, let me cut Jim a break. I don't have to put this number like number one or two. Okay. But it is memorable. Yes. Um. So the the honorable mention of this is the very first service we had. Uh, okay. Our, like December preview that yeah. was on my honorable mentions list. Uh-huh. It's a big deal. The very first time we had public worship. Right. But the one that's number three on my list, uh-huh. and Jim, we can't avoid it. Our second worship service at the Perkins Center. Come <laughs> on, come on. You can't you can't tell the story of Liberty Collingswood <laughs> without telling the story of our second service at the Perkins Center. <laughs> and to any listener who was not there for our second service, right? Very the set from we launched on it was Easter Sunday, right, Jim? In yep. April mm-hmm. of 2013. I, th- I think it was the very end of March, but go on. There, okay, there you go. So very end of March. So this is the first Sunday in April, first like first Sunday in Easter after Easter. Yep. Um, and we because of scheduling at the community center and the fact that we're a brand new church worshiping every week, yep. we weren't able to secure the community center location for our second Sunday. So we had to go with our alternate location, which was the Perkins Center. Now, mind you, right. folks know Collingswood. It's not very far. It's basically the other, other end of a parking lot. Yep. So it's pretty close, all things considered. And, you know, like if... If there's anyone out there that's listening, that's thinking about starting a new church, maybe <laughs> don't have your very second service <laughs> in a completely different location than your right. very first service. <laughs> um, and, you know, we, for our first preview service, like my parents were there. I think my sister and yep. her boyfriend, soon to be husband at the time were there. Like. Mm-hmm. Everybody who was involved and engaged for our first preview services, and then when our we finally launched on Easter, yeah, there were a lot of like friends and family that were present. And yep. that second service was probably going to be the one where we felt okay. So who is like actually going to be with us every Sunday? Yeah, just to interject there, the, those aren't hard and fast separated categories. So there were you know some like your parents were plugged into a church in Philly, so they were they they weren't considering jumping on with us and then uh and then out of towners but but then there was this whole middle category of well-wishers who also could be considering jumping on and yeah it was real right and you you, we just kind of don't know you don't know i mean outside of folks that were a part of the core prayer group of the Mm -hmm. church that dated back even before your first like skype call i found some of those old emails too yeah we didn't really know for sure folks who had like it's like, no, you, you didn't ask anybody, Jim, for, because yeah, I was there, I, so I can say it didn't happen. It wasn't like you were asking people to sign on to say, like, 
hey, like I need you to commit to be like that, that just wasn't a part of it. It was yeah. very like, hey, is this like, is this where you want to be like an open invitation? So that very second service, the reason why Jim and I are bringing it up and we're talking <laughs> about it are let's just say our attendance took a precipitous decline from our first launch service to the second preview service. Which so was not that, super big or the launch was it not giant, giant. It wasn't either. huge. We weren't like busting the doors down on the launch. But um, yeah, it was it was noticeable how few people were there for our second service, which is right. why I, I'm okay bringing it up. Because yeah. of the people who are currently connected to Liberty Collinswood, there's maybe one, maybe two, like there were very few people yep. who were present yeah. for that service. Right. So since I'm one of the few who wouldn't <laughs> remember it, yeah. I to, we have to talk about it. Yeah, so, so load in was even harder that that is oh, that, second floor Ugh. right so it it was second no floor. elevator or well, like they, a weird elevator there there were two options there 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 was a really really tiny narrow not up to code staircase and then an industrial elevator that that would not have passed inspection in 1820s Krakow <laughs> with um the yeah and and you could literally you could at certain points when the elevator was going up and down from the second floor, you could just look down the elevator shaft. And if you chose to jump, which, uh, yeah, <laughs> which I well, considered. I, I actually remember points. the, like we, we had to build a protocol eventually, which was sort of like you, you had to yell down from the second floor to the first floor to make yeah. sure that when you hit the button to load the elevator down, that you don't crush right. someone underneath. Yeah. So yeah, it was, let's just say, not an ideal set of circumstances. It was an art. It's like an art studio, and right? Like, right. You know, it's like just a space that's not built for. Uh -huh. We were using it for a purpose, but it's not. It wasn't really designed necessarily to do what we were doing. Yeah, but. yeah. And the so for the launch service, I think I printed something like a hundred, a hundred and twenty-five worship folders. The majority of which were not necessarily taken, but close. And for the for the next Sunday, I was thinking, how many of these things do I print? We don't have unlimited supplies of money and we don't want to be totally irresponsible with just, you know, making paper waste. But I said, God's really going to meet us this Sunday. We're, as an act of faith, I'm not going to reduce the worship folder count. But the the denouement there is that I it, it, it was not a good feeling to dump over 100 worship folders pristine and in, into the recycling bin yeah <laughs> out, out, uh, out the Perkins center Ugh. yeah there's a, there's some future gym where like you know if you hadn't thrown those away somebody could make some sort of like modern art mm -hmm. like uh installation maybe that was on would be on display you know like a like a testament <laughs> to like memorialize like the hard times and the totally. hard moments we we um, are but... at, the, at, the, at the banquet coming up at the end of the month on that saturday afternoon I do have a stash. I don't think it's launch Sunday, but super, super early worship folders from Liberty Colleagues that, that, that we'll have on display. You'll have to wear the little white gloves to uh, awesome to, 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 touch. to yeah. take a look yeah. at them. What, a, a couple other memories related to that, that Sunday. And my girls still do dance. At, there, there's at a dance student yeah, that, that operates at a Perkins Center. And I was actually there last Friday for a recital for for Jesse, and it's a combination of fond memories and PTSD every every time I'm in there. Uh, the 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 HVAC situation has never been good at the Perkins Center, and and this was December, 
And the the push-pull was they did have one giant furnace heater blower that was deafeningly loud. And so yes. we, we had a choice between being a little bit more and hearing nothing or <laughs> turn it. So, so I would manually toggle on and off the heater <laughs> depending on what, what, what was going on. And I remember sound problems were present uh not not what? just that sound. oh jim jim we never had we never had sound what are you talking about <laughs> it was it was always pristine there was never a time that someone's mic was on mute or right. we like couldn't Feedback get the or, yeah yeah we're dealt with like yeah that, that kind of stuff come on come on yeah. we're really pro pro no i mean in all honesty in all honesty i like i i honestly i was i was still kind of amazed like when i look back on it and i think about it but like the fact that we pulled any of these things off, given <laughs> the fact that like it was just it well no, I mean like the early yeah. people who were either volunteering or involved with the church, like kind of a ragtag group of yeah. like try hard, like excited people, but it wasn't like we were walking in with like, oh my gosh, I've got 10 years of experience like like creating right. structures or like doing this, you know. Yeah, like the people who would operate our soundboard were folks that were like a lot of folks were self-taught. Volunteers like, had never done it before. Volunteers, yeah. yeah, had never done it before, and we just said, "Hey, I'm willing to be here. I'm willing to figure it out. Like, let's work together on this." Yeah. and I, yeah, it was a it was a big part of those early days. So, so one one other during service memory and one post service memory from that service. The the uh, the oh wait, no, it, it wasn't December, but it was still cool. That's why we had 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 the heater issues. The um uh during the service there there's all these listicles and blogs about church planting and leadership and all of that stuff and that between our launch sunday and second one there was an article being sent around about the top five success factors for church plant launches mm -hmm. and while i was preaching i was saying words but i was going through in my mind that article and thinking that we only have one of these five success factors right now. And I I want to be careful not to criticize individual people. Like everybody was, it was all volunteer, all yeah. doing doing things that nobody had done, done before. Yep. The During that sermon, I thought, but the one thing that we do have is a really like solid, buttoned down, secure kids ministry. And I'm really thankful for the people that that, that were yeah. doing Liberty Kids and, and Nursery. About five minutes after I thought that, there came this stream of toddlers constantly running out. And so that that what we were using as a nursery room was a room on the main the main second floor that on the floor. way back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And toddlers kept breaking out of that nursery room, running back to their parents. And a couple of nursery volunteers kept running after them and trying to to like wow. like dog catchers grab them and bring them back and and i could see like the parents freaking out because the kids kept running towards them with their arms open but then the nursery workers were 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 physically grabbing them back and, and so i had the thought well we're we're over five but we could build on yes. this <laughs> the, the yeah hey look uh nowhere to go but up you know, exactly. kind of like the start of the Philly season here. Right. So which, nowhere which, to go but up. Which, which is my, yeah, I hear that. Which is my post, which is my post-service memory. That that afternoon after we loaded back into the house, 
I, I went with Josiah and Micah to the Phillies game. Uh, they, mm. Like like the season, the season was just starting. We went on Patco. We were running late to the game because load 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 out took a while. And and Josiah, who was in third grade at the time, said, "Hey hey Dad, are are there supposed to be people at our church?" <laughs> and and he was like, "Hey when Dad when when we moved from Texas." There were a lot more people at our church in Texas than there are right now. Is is everything okay, Dad? And I was just like, I think so, son. <laughs> and I, I think this I think it's an important thing not to like miss or lose sight of Jim, which you know, hopefully people listening kind of know parts of these the story, but like you were you were like pastoring a like thriving church in like Lubbock, Texas that had people you loved and knew who I've actually had the opportunity to meet some of oh, and that's have right. lunch yep. with a few years back uh, mm-hmm. on a cross-country road trip. Um, yeah, really vibrant, loving community uh, there in West Texas. And it was the, the sense of like call to ministry that brought you and the family back. And with without a like, without certainty, like without yeah. like, you know, you, you had four four children that were <laughs> what, 12 and under at, the po- at that point? Yeah, third grade and under. Or less than that. Under. Yeah. Yeah. Even younger than that. So like, yeah, I just that. Well, that also makes me feel old. So let's not talk about that <laughs> too much. But um, but yeah, so. Yeah, it just I like I just I kind of remembered that. And I I think through the through the the myths, midst of all these sorts of things, like I, I remember thinking about like, hey, how is how's Jim doing? Hmm. How's Jim doing? How's Jim doing? Um, As we anyway. So that was a, that was an early one, though. Yeah. God, right, we, God, God was gracious to us. Number two. Very gracious. Number two. Okay, so this is even earlier. Oh, wow. November 29th, 2012. Okay. Do you know this one? <clears throat> the can, can you give me a day of the week? So weekend. Uh, okay. It's at your, we are at your house. Oh. So was, was that the... Uh, Beer and brat party. Beer, brats, and nuts. Beer, brats, and nuts. Love it. That was okay. the official title. The official yep. title was beer, brats, and nuts. Again, I did a little bit of a <laughs> Gmail uh, uh, investigation just to remind Sweet. myself. Way, way back machine. Yeah. So this is a this is a like the the foil side. So again, <laughs> this is earlier than our our the the second service of yeah. brokers that we just talked about, kind of a lower moment. Yep. But this this to me was a highlight and. It was a highlight for me personally, Jim, that I wanted just to kind of name, which was, hmm. I'm pretty sure this was the, the like, because we had a handful of these, like, before our first preview service, before mm-hmm. we were publicly worshiping, events that we gathered people together to, like, really just kind of have some conversation about what it's like to be in community, like, mm-hmm. like yeah, what does it look like to to really, like, to do worship and community and mercy inside of the context of where we are, like what the church yeah. is hoping to be. Right. And a lot of these were the kind of events that like you could invite somebody to who is a skeptic or maybe doesn't even have that much of a sense about what they think about faith things, but they mm-hmm. just like wanted to have like a fun night and like it connect with people. Like yeah. there were, there were a handful of these kind of events, but the hmm. beer brats and knots was one that I remember because I, I I'm pretty sure I brought two teachers from my from the high school where I worked. Um, there was a guy you Mark. Did. There was a guy Mark and a guy Andrew that I, I remember invited both of them. to yeah. this. And so this was this was impactful for me personally because 
and sorry, I'm gonna, I almost like want to get, I will almost get Terry thinking about this, but Liberty. So my apologies to the listeners, Liberty Collingswood for me was, and in some cases still is the experience of worship and ministry I've had, like being a part of worship ministry I've had in my life, where I found the tightest integration of community where I lived, where I worked and where I worshiped. Hmm. Um, my time at Liberty brought the like vision of like a full life of like vocational calling, both in my professional work, living inside of a community and like being a part of a, like a worshiping body of faith. Yeah. Like all those things intersected with each other. Mm -hmm. So the, the prospect of, cause you know, I, I had been worshiping at the Liberty church that was in Fairmount, you know, it's across the bridge. I'm living in South mm -hmm. Jersey. I, there just never was a chance that I'm going to bring folks that are in the community where I'm living or that I'm yeah. meeting or through work to events that are like on the other side, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a too high of a bar, Yeah. but to say, Hey, like you want to drive 15 minutes up the road to Collingswood. I've got a group of folks. We're having a night. There'll be beer and brats and we'll have some conversation. Like you're a smart guy who likes to like have like intellectual conversation. Mm -hmm. um, the guy, Mark in particular, who I love, um, even now, um, and like had been close to at work, um, like we had had some of these talks and like the, my engagement with this church stirred up inside of me early, like during these early days in particular, this like really missional focus in hmm. my life. And like in a way that like made, hey, what is it like for me to like, to like live, speak and serve as the very presence of Christ where I am? Yeah, um, yeah. The fact that we were talking about that all the time made me think about that. And it, it like it played in my relationship. So it was a big deal for me when one that we had a thing to invite people to at all. Yeah. Um, and the fact that two of those guys showed up, it was a moment where for me, I was like, oh, man, like there was something alive in the house that night. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you felt the same way, but there was something again. It was another one of those like little foretaste moments. We we have pictures of that night, including Micah, who is in my son, Micah, who is in first grade, helping Todd wrap pastries around the 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 brats be, before going in the oven. And I, I think you're absolutely right, Sean. The, the boundaries were very porous between church community on on purpose. And so with some of those early gathering events, the question, hey, is this a church event? Couldn't be exactly answered i i mean at some level i mean yeah like it's we're a church this is a gathering a, a event for a church plant but you don't have to be church connected church affiliated faith affiliated at all and in some ways the church is a church aspect is a byproduct of spending time together as 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 human beings and yeah i i i remember at at one point i think i talked to the group a little bit and um, it, it just made me like in those moments for, for me, um, it, it was a very prayerful, it, it was unprepared, but I, but I remember when I was talking, praying, praying vertically when talking hor horizontally, like, Lord, who in this room needs to hear good news? And if not through the mission work of Liberty Collingswood, from whom would they hear it? Yeah. And I, you know, I, this didn't make the list because it's too much of a personal, like me moment, but I, 
I'll never forget because I I prayed for my friend Mark for years. Yeah. Both going into that beyond that evening. And it wound up being Easter of 2015, years mm -hmm. on. Like this yeah. is from 2012 to 2015. But you know, this is the beauty of like living in community with people over like the long haul. Yeah. Um, he brought himself, his wife, her kids, all of them to that Easter Sunday service. Yeah. Um, and I when I got the text from him that day, years later, that hey, like I'm bringing I'm bringing my wife and the kids to to church today because I want to be there. Hmm. Like it was a it was an answer to a long prayer over multiple years yeah. of like being in relationship and like even just seeing a small step for somebody of like moving towards like towards God towards Christian community towards. Like even through Sunday attendance at, mm -hmm. at at a church service, like that's a big step for folks that are not churched and aren't kind of engaged with that. And I, you know, I I moved away, yeah. which is still hard. I moved away, um, and so not all the, those relationships aren't the same that they were then. And mm -hmm. I always sometimes I wonder what it would have been like if you know, like you know, like the sliding doors like right. version of yep. my life where where I don't leave, but. Um, I'm convinced that like the Lord works through moments like that in ways that we never, we will never understand and freak. And sometimes, honestly, I'll, I may never know. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm hopeful that even in that, like one day, uh, that one service, that there was an opportunity to hear the gospel preached in a yep. way that might live inside of someone's life and heart. And who knows what that means for that in that moment and through the future. So again, either through God's, common grace or through um through his like you know like yeah th through his like direct revelation of himself to people mm -hmm. I, anyway, I just yeah just really uh that moment early on was another like indicator that like hey there's something happening here uh right. sense of excitement so amen anyway. and i i think they i think they did easter outreach with us at least once as well they did uh, they did yeah. that is true crazy yeah. Okay. I I could, John, I could do 20 of these, but we're down to number one. We're down to number one. So I'll throw one last honorable mention just okay. for fun, Yeah. which is the first time that Jim and I met in person. <laughs> it's the other part of my honorable mention list. <laughs> um, anyway, I this story I feel like has been told so many times, Jim, that it's like, uh, it's almost cliche now, but Jim went for a run um, maybe... 30 minutes? I, I just don't think you sequenced. Context-wise, we had met over Skype earlier met that over Skype. year, 2012. You went on, a, by the time I had moved up here in August, was it Honduras that you were in a... No, uh, actually, I was in South Sudan uh, on a missions oh, trip. Okay. Yeah, that was Sorry, the South yeah. Sudan trip. That was, and that, South... was when, that was when I shaved my uh, shaved my hair off and everything. Right. I was a brand new person. Yep. But yeah. Yeah. So... so... I had met all of the other launch team members by that point, but you were, mm -hmm. you were on the missions trip and uh, I I was hopeful that when, when you'd get back, you'd remember us, remember yeah. that, that connection we had over Skype the, those mm -hmm. months earlier. And it was a Thai, Thai basil, Thai basil, Thai basil restaurant, which uh -huh. I, I, I had lunch at the salad works just a couple doors down from that today, actually. And, oh, there you go. And, and I, I was a little nervous because, at that point, John, you were still kind of the one as far as living <laughs> li living in Collingswood, and I I wanted to make a good impression, so take it away. 
Yeah, so Jim wanted to make a good impression. But you, if I remember the story correctly, you had gone on a run earlier. Yep. Um, and I think you had showered. You ran, you showered. But the for those who don't know Jim and his proclivity for uh, perspiration, um, <laughs> you, you your body, even though you had showered, hadn't really managed to like cool down fully from your run. So you had showered, gotten changed, and dressed. Late and August. It's late August in, you know, in South Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. You guys know what that's like. Um, <laughs> all the locals. And by the time you arrived at Thai Basil, I'm pretty sure you were like already fully drenched in sweat. Like just I, like I walked back, there. Like the, yeah. You I walked. Right. Yeah. Because Emily had the car and mm -hmm. I, I had no and I was running late because <laughs> I was out of shape. So the so the run took longer than I thought <laughs> I barely had time to shower but then had to like move quickly again physically mm -hmm. through 100 degree yep. weather to get to yep. Thai basil yeah so even before we ate anything spicy the <laughs> there was like beads of sweat on your forehead and your face and like your shirt and everything and it's funny because what I can't really remember Jim is how much we talked about it in the moment We've, <laughs> we have recounted this story yep. multiple times yeah like multiple times we shared it with lots of other people my wife knows this story. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, anyway, so that's a that's it's a great one, but it's honorable mention. Yeah, I um, I was literally dripping into my food. And, yeah. And yeah. and try trying trying to give my equivalent of the hard sales pitch. John, I I I really would like you to consider if God is calling you to throw yourself into to this work with me. <laughs> and 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 when when I got home, like Emily, you actually came home. And yeah, that makes helped, sense. I, helped, I remember like, we move. walked, we talked. Yep. Right. And the uh, the shaved head, you hit your head coming down from our third I floor. Did. I did hit my head because you said, you know, I, I used my hair was much bigger and it was my early, early warning system. That, Good memory. That was not yep. there anymore. The yep. so, so, so after you left, Emily, who, who met you then for the first time as, as well, said, it, it seems like you got along well. How'd, how'd lunch go? And I said, I, th I thought it was good, but I but I was really sweaty. And she's like, "How sweaty?" And I was like, "That that could have been the sweatiest I have ever been in a restaurant in my in my life." She's like, "Oh, well, well, I, I guess you know, like uh, Casablanca style. Like, I guess it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship." Jim. <laughs> John, um, John, John, we're both one percent inspiration and ninety nine percent perspiration. So there you go. I think that's fair. All right. Well, I I'm worried this is probably way too long. Um, but let's, uh, I got, uh, my number one, you ready for it? Yes. So this is, this was tricky. I try to look back. I can't, so I don't have a specific date on this one, but it's summer of 2014 hmm. and we had a picnic or like some kind of gathering informally. I can't remember if it was like actually run by the church or just was like church people there. Mm-hmm. There was a picnic that summer. The Mitchells had arrived. They'd already moved right. up and were yeah. present. Um, there, uh, Kaylin, Maya. I think I met Maya that day at this picnic. Wow. And I remember, I remember that moment like pretty vividly because we were we had been worshiping as a church for over a full year. I remember at the end of our first year of worship from like April to like, a, like 
I remember that that sense and feeling of like we'd been doing home meetings, we do other things. Like mm -hmm. at the end of the first year, there was this kind of sense of like, hey, like, yeah, there's been a lot of really great things that have happened, but we didn't exactly end the first like full year of ministry, like ticking off all the like you mentioned your your five things, like right. yeah. taking every box that said, hey, this thing's really gonna play. Mm -hmm. But I will never, I will never forget that that day that picnic in night park mm -hmm. because it was it was like community of folks coming together but like there were all these like new folks and like new people that had moved to the area recently and people are like finding our church online or like yeah talking to people or like folks like folks are getting like almost like referrals it's like they people move to the area and they're like hey i want to plug into a church which was a different kind of thing than what we had yeah, right um and it just, I, I remember like that, that was the start of what for me that next year, the like 14, 15 year from like summer of 2014 yeah. through summer of 2015. Right. I felt like where we were, and I know you may not have felt that way. Cause that's, that actually was my exit from Liberty, hmm. uh, which is still hard looking back. But by the summer of 2015, I had no doubt that the church had arrived and was a thing and was yep. like going places we'd you know but that that summer there had been sort of like hey what but like i remember that picnic in night park hmm. and to me it's sort of like i use it as like a part of it was like the arrival of like eric and carrie yeah um but also this sort of sense of energy around like gathering and regathering like that over the course of that year there was a whole group of Honestly, it was like young single people that like were like at a similar life stage with me, right. all like forming community together. Mm -hmm. And it was it was like a really fun and cool time to be a part of the church because that was a thing that wasn't quite true for us as a church community. Yeah. Um, like in the like first year, year and a half, like we had yeah. some families mm -hmm. and there were a handful of single folks, but not a lot of community that was happening mm -hmm. like inside and outside of church. And that whole next year was like, a very rich time for for that um and for the development of that um yeah so yeah that night park that picnic in night park i actually don't even know if you were there i i, I when i think back on it i remember the mitchells mm -hmm. i remember some of my the guys that i was living with that year yeah um, but i don't i don't know if you and emily were there which is yet another important huh. sort of like demarcation for thinking right. about right the growth of the church anyway I, I i remember plenty of those early picnics in night park i don't remember that one specifically yeah but you're right so so with when churches launch there is pros and cons to launching at any point of the year and the con of launching an easter or the pro of launching an easter is you you have like this long school year ramp up period uh, gathering periods longer and an invitation to a new church launching on easter itself has some pop to it like hey uh easter people are thinking a little bit more than usual about about Jesus mm -hmm. and the gospel. But the main con of launching an Easter is that summer's coming and there's typically established church, church plant, a dip. And so we dipped hard in the summer of 2013. Yeah. And, and then the next ministry year, starting fall of 2013 through spring of 2014, was larger numbers wise than, the, than April through through that spring but but still dicey and mm -hmm. and i remember being scared going into that summer where hey god if if we dip like we did 
last year during the summer. I don't know what's going to still be around <laughs> when when summer of 20 when fall of 2014 hits, but I yeah. so, so, so I don't remember that specific Sunday afternoon in the park, but but I do remember in broader strokes that that summer of 2014 was a a, a tipping point for for our church when uh people came out of nowhere and it, yeah. in, in, including word of mouth including relationships yeah in, but including I, online jim i personally i like i actually think because at the end of that first ministry year i i i think i like i led one of the i led one of the home meetings that year yeah out of my apartment right. um and i remember us i'm pretty sure like we went for a beer at the irish mile which i believe yeah. is no more r.i.p Oh gosh, I don't even want to think of a world without the Irish Mile. But I know I remember us going for a beer. I'm pretty sure it was early in that, like right as we were kind of ending the ministry year, and us having basically this conversation of like, right, hey, so like we did the thing, and like, so like all things considered, this is not like we're not quite at like great yet. Um, yeah, and like we're going to continue moving forward. Um, but yeah, but that to me, like I've always seen the summer of 2014 is an inflection point. And I actually think that it was like God and his like providence, divine wisdom and like great mercy, mm -hmm. not only to like the people who had been engaged in this thing now for, yeah. I mean, for me going back into like late 2011, early 2012, really. Yeah. Um, I, it was a, it was like a really deep mercy to us for an encouragement from that summer looking forward of like, oh, wow, like there really is a thing here. Yeah. Um, we really, we have a church, like we really right. have a church here yeah. now. Like I, like by the time, by the time that like 14 and on, like I never really faced a time where I was like, oh, we don't really have a church. Like there was, yeah. it always, it, it from there, it has always felt, whereas like prior, there were like a lot of those dicier kinds of moments. And, and I think about it one for the, what it meant for, you know, the people who had like kind of like showed up and like been a part of it, but, yeah. but more for like what the vision and mission of the church was to begin with, which was hmm. to, you know, be the like very presence of Christ, like living, speaking and serving yeah. part, like for the people who had been praying into that as a hopeful thing, like it, Hey, like, yes, this, this gathered body will be doing that. And it has been now for 10 years. Yeah. Um, and that anyway, so that's a that's mm. an early moment that I I kind of go back to. And I'm like, I don't know, I, rem I remain really thankful for um, yeah. a lot of deep relationships. And it's funny, I'm, I'm thinking now that like I should have probably put on my list the day I met my wife through the Liberty Network. Yeah. Um, yeah April 1st, 2015. Um, and actually, that was the day that Jesse Carroll met the sister of his wife, too. Yeah. Um, so that was a big April yep. 1st, 2015 is another big day. That's again, it's more personal. So I didn't I was trying to think about go. things that were like yeah. important for the entire right the entire church. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. John, that's that's a great one to to end on. I I do remember that the, those beers at the Irish Mile that night. And I I remember leaving uh, thinking that if there was ever going to be a time uh and for all I knew, it could have happened soon when when we just kind of draw close to things. Uh, I think the tipping point in that direction for me would have been, uh, I can't keep asking people like John to give their hearts and souls to this. Um, how how much uh, how much more can I ask of of our lay leaders that um, yeah 
that that have sold out uh, for 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 this work? When do I uh, release them to be fruitful uh, for other kingdom works uh, beyond this one? And um, by God's grace, that they didn't come. And yeah, uh, John, thank you for uh, thank you for this conversation. Thank you for you. Uh, we we wouldn't be here without you. And um, listeners, you don't know the 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 half of um the late nights the tears and the 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 soul that john travis poured into our church um uh i i was not surprised by how much fun i had during this conversation john me and the art what are you doing the last weekend in april we can end with this um actually you were doing something i was yeah so i uh, but yeah, my, I have a work trip um, and I was supposed to be flying from Atlanta back to Boston, but that flight has been changed, Jim. Woo! The flight has changed. It's official. I'm flying from Atlanta to the Philly International Airport so that I can be and gather with uh, the Liberty uh, Collingswood community to celebrate the 10th anniversary. I can't wait. Oh, my goodness. Are, are you in for the musical idea, too? In for the musical idea. I'm down for everything. Okay. Well, yeah, Madeline and I are really excited to to be there. Well, yeah, I can't I can't wait. Um, John, every every minute of time that I spent with you is a gift, and thank you for for sharing that with with all of our listeners. See you in the end of April, everybody. Ta ta, turtle doves. Wow, that was definitely a top five episode of Five Golden Things: The Liberty Lists. And remember, kids, Schadenfreude ain't just a river in Egypt. Wade in the water a little deeper anytime at libertycollingswood.org and find us at the usual socials. Make us a top five follow, and you'll always be our number one. Toodle pip! I, I, I really should not have said that about Ben Simmons' mom. <laughs> <laughs>